and welcome to Starting Right. I am Danny Mack, and I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back and relax for the next five minutes as I help you start your day by starting right. In Austria, back in the early 1800s, the very first railway of its kind was built up through an area called the Semmering Pass. Now, there were a couple things that made this railway unique. First of all, they decided to build it using the standard width of tracks. Up until this time, mountain trains always ran on a narrow width of track in order to allow them to be maneuverable enough to get to where they wanted to go, particularly with all the twists and turns and some of the very steep climbs. But for this particular railway, they wanted to make sure it could handle the standard railway cars and and locomotives. The second thing that made this so unique and so difficult was that this was an extremely steep slope that the train would have to climb. Over a length of 25 miles, the elevation changed more than 1,500 feet. And there were no engines built at that point in time that could pull a full load up a slope like that while also being able to maneuver the very tight curves that there would have to be in the building of this railway. The builders of the railway decided they weren't going to let the lack of a locomotive stop them from construction. In 1848, they began building the railway. And over the next six years, they employed some 20,000 workers to build this railway from Glognitz to Mürgeslag. There was a lot of celebration when the railway was completed, but they still had the problem of not having a locomotive that could pull a train up through this track and be able to handle the curves. So a competition was held. The first four entrants all had the power and maneuverability to do the job, but none of them were reliable enough. So it wasn't until 1863, some nine years after the completion of the railway, that finally the Engerith locomotive was developed. And within a year, there were 16 engines available for use on this railway. Actually, this railway is still in use and is said to be one of the most beautiful train trips in all of Europe. It's one that I wouldn't mind doing sometime, that's for sure. The thing that amazes me the most is that the builders decided to proceed and build the railway even before they knew that there would be a locomotive that could do the job for them. That really is amazing. We all have things that we are praying for and believing for where we don't know how it's going to take place. We don't know how the results or the action or the answer is going to come to us. We just pray, Lord, we need this answer. We need this direction from you. Sometimes we try to give him advice and that doesn't work because he doesn't really want or need our advice. But what he does want from us is he wants our faith to believe in him that even when we can't see the answer or figure out ourselves how it's going to be, He wants us to put our faith and our trust in him. You see, what these engineers and builders did as they were building this railway, they could already see in their minds the locomotives that were going to be pulling trains up along these tracks, around the corners, up the very steep hills, up over the top and into the places where it needed to go. They already saw that before it became a reality. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. The Bible tells us that our hopes and our faith work together in combination. We have faith for what we hope for. But we need to make sure we have a good understanding of what hope means. Hope is not, I hope I get a new bicycle for Christmas. 
like if it's a, a maybe that this might happen. The Greek word there for hope actually means to look forward to with expectation. Your hope means that you are expecting that something is going to happen. And that's why it combines so well with our faith. This is not trying to force God to do anything. God will not be forced into any situation. But what it does do is makes a statement about our faith in God, our trust in God, that we can expect that he will answer us, that he is powerful enough to do what needs to be done to provide, to guide, to heal, to strengthen, to direct. And whatever takes place along that path, we know that all things work together for his good, and we trust him with that. When we express our hopes and our faith, we are revealing our deepest desires, our our deepest expectations and needs, and God will work in those things in our lives. God wants us to dream big. He wants us to believe that he can do the impossible. Keep believing God for something that you cannot see, that you need to see the answers in, whether it be a healing or direction or provision, whatever it is that you need from God, it's believing that God is able to, and you put your faith in him, trusting, expecting that God will work it out somehow. Let God bless you. Let God strengthen you. Let God give you the hope that you need to be able to live that life of faith. Be blessed, my friends. We'll talk again tomorrow. for listening today and I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.